and welcome. I'm Metal. And I'm Scob, and you're listening to PodcastMan.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through the Mega Man Battle Network anime. Jack in, Podcast Man, power up! I did it. You did it. <laughs> I told myself we had I, we had to have that for our tagline, but Scob didn't want to say it out loud, so I will take that burden. I'm a man of dignity and grace. <laughs> <laughs> and we're report- recording a podcast about the Mega Man anime. Um, so yes, welcome to our first episode. Uh, we are going to begin with introductions about ourselves, how we got into Mega Man, how we discovered this anime, why we are making this podcast, and perhaps we will get into the first episode if we have time. And so, all right, so. I, like I said, I am Metal. That is what I go by a lot online. My real name is Nikki. We probably won't be using our actual first names a whole lot unless we get serious in our discussions. So, you know, just in case we get to that level. You never don't know. Don't be surprised. Yeah, you never know. This is serious stuff here. Uh, honestly, after the first few episodes, it does get serious. We we have very, very firm opinions about this anime. Most importantly, Mega Man NT Warrior is an adaptation of the Battle Network games. It's a pretty good adaptation, actually. It's 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 yeah. not a faithful one, but it's good. I don't know. It's it's legitimately a good anime. Like if you have three days in the hospital. You can watch all 200 episodes, and it's good. 200 plus episodes! That's that's the thing about this. This is longer even than 200. Um, I always learn that because that's how many episodes Sailor Moon has, and that's like one of the longest animes I can really... Uh, that's like the cap of anime length that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are, you know, into Mega Man but more familiar with the games and meaning the classic games or maybe just the X games. So there is two, there are two timelines in Mega Man canon. There is the classic X zero ZX timeline that most are familiar with. I think we're going to have to disagree right now. What? I think they're all one timeline. Okay. I mean, all right. Well, Probably find a point when we can get into that. But there we go. Here's our first uh, disagreement. But, like, canonically, I believe it is supposed to be these two timelines. Basically, robot timeline, and then there's the timeline as presented by Mel... Fuck. Mega Man Bell Network. <laughs> the timeline presented by Mega Man Bell Network it is a side series of the Mega Man franchise, obviously, uh, stuck to the mobile uh, consoles. And basically, it's an alternate version of Mega Man where instead of everyone being robots, everyone is an internet program. And uh, instead of side-scrolling pew-pew lemon shooting, they have a unique card and timing-based battle system through an isometric view. Yeah, it's really neat. I've never played them myself, but I've definitely always marveled the way the combat system looks. I've heard very good things about most of the games, um, there being six games total. And, you know, as with many things like it, it was a very good formula for an anime. So this is the one Mega Man franchise that got into like a legit Japanese anime series following very much off the coattails of the Pokemon, Digimon, what-have-you format, called yeah. Rockbandit.exe in Japan, um, called Mega Man NT Warrior in America. I remember the, the NT Warrior is supposed to be like... Yeah, that's Network NT- Transmission Warrior. And it's yeah. based because there was the one... It's usually supposed on all the portable consoles. It is called it is called Battle Network, but there mm-hmm. was a GameCube port called Network Transmission. Oh, so they named it that just because of that one. I think it was the GameCube. 
I no, it was on the GameCube. I do remember that. I just forgot why it was called NT Warrior. I wasn't sure if it was like short for some other sort of term for internet or something. But network transmission that makes sense. Right. So that that's confusing to everyone because the anime and the manga are both called NT Warrior after the GameCube version that pretty much no one played because it wasn't a very good port. Yeah, no. Um, the the GameCube one is one of the ones that I know of that's not super popular. Yeah, it's it's no Battle Network four, but <laughs> <laughs> we won't. Ha- at least we won't have to really get into Battle Network four at least for a while. Maybe not ever, since we're not really talking about the games. I don't know. You're the one who brought up Metal Man. I I did by accident. Well, I did bring him up by accident, but we're editing that out. Maybe. <laughs> You but we're certainly not talking about this. him right now. <laughs> so yeah, and so obviously there is a, you know, there's the original Japanese version, there is an English dub. The dub ran for two of the four, four and a half, would you call Four and a half. Yeah. It ran for almost two of the four and a half seasons. They didn't yeah. finish it. Oh, they didn't finish Access. No. Oh, that's oh, that's terrible. <laughs> wow, I actually didn't remember that. I thought they did all of Access. I don't know why they didn't. Mm, I, guess it was I believe they finished dubbing most of it, but that only aired in Canada. I know that they did not oh. finish airing it in the United States. Wow, okay. Um. So yeah, so uh, Western audiences... That, that's got... you. What? Me? I-, I said that's for you because you're doing the dub. I am doing the dub. Yes, that's for me. I'm yeah. So I'm gonna be. I'm watching the dub for as long as we have it. Um, and our friend Scob here is going to be covering the original sub because he can watch it raw because y- you speak Japanese. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but uh, like I said, so we have like almost two seasons of dub. Um, and it was uh, 4.5 seasons total for the anime. And I guess before we keep going on and on about this anime, we should probably bring it back to a little bit about ourselves, how the two of us got into Mega Man, and how we got into this anime specifically. Um, would you like to start or shall I? Well, I was dragged into it by Dav and you, because yeah. I did not know anything about Mega Man coming in yeah yeah um so a mutual buddy of ours we call dav um he's going to be uh, a guest star in some of these episodes by the way because he had such a big part in uh our entering into mega man um scob and i we both came from a good like several of our friends look we're transformers people yeah, we migra- we migrated from Transformers to Mega Man, and so yeah, we it was basically we just we hopped from Transformers one robot. Prime was over. The Mega Man comic was going. It's all we had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had to uh, tr- uh, migrate from one robot-based media to another because specifically we we were because we were into Transformers as a whole. Specifically, Prime Transformers Prime at the time uh, during the early 2010s and then that ended uh, that ended and then there was nothing but the bay films so that's nothing and yeah yeah rewatching brave police can only get you so far yeah and transformers prime like didn't even end good so what do you mean it only had one and a half seasons still defend like the i still defend through season two of that just because I like to say that Decepticons won at the end. <laughs> oh, they did. They absolutely did. And Ratchet joined them, and that is what happened. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, so we were into Transformers. There was a dearth of content. And then our mutual friend Dav was going through a similar thing. Um, I don't remember how exactly he even first got into- I think it was like- I think Mega actually introduced him- to Mega Man. Did she? I think so, because I remember... Oh, yeah, yeah, because the Proto-Man was involved. The The Proto-Man was was integral to this. 
Yeah, oh, but but like for me personally, um I remember Dav said that Mega introduced him to the Ruby Spears uh 90s Mega Man cartoon yeah, and he got yeah, he got us and a bunch of other friends to watch it with him and I I was hooked because the Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon is great. It is chaos and we love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like listeners, if you haven't watched the uh 90s American Mega Man cartoon, please do. Um it is it is definitely it's a much shorter experience but still very very fun. It's the only place to get a real brother relationship. <laughs> getting melt, getting melt. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, we got hooked on that cartoon, and at the same, and you know, while Dad was being initiated into Mega Man as a whole, um, our friend Mega also introduced him to the Proto Men, uh, one of two Mega Man rock opera bands that exist. There are two. There are two, and they and are they both are distinct. They are two, and they are di- they are distinct, and they are both very good. It is the Proto Men and the Megas. Uh, highly also if you are not familiar with either of those highly recommend that you listen to them both but man going from ruby spears Mega Man to the proto man is a whiplash oh you will absolutely have spinal cord injury yeah um the thing is the difference between the proto man and the megas who are also very very good yes it's true but the uh-huh. difference is the Megas, you can sort of just listen to their songs in and out. You can put them into playlists. It's very cool. It's all basically sort of rock remixes of the themes from the games. With yeah. the proto-men, you will have the friend sit you down. They will say, you are going to experience the proto-men. You will bring up the lyrics sheet. You will read along to the... <clears throat> opera scene instructions that are happening during the musical interludes and that is how you will experience the dark sci-fi dystopia of the proto-men yeah Yeah, no i've got to be like in a mood to listen to a good chunk of the proto-men songs and then you add them to your playlist because some of those songs are just they're just bangers they slap yeah yeah yeah. slap so hard so yeah, so I was I I super enjoyed the Ruby Spears cartoon. I super enjoyed the Proto Men, and then from there I was just starting to consume all forms of Mega Man media besides the games because I mean I play games, but you know I, I first of all I was in college at the time, did not have a lot of time for like actually playing a whole lot of video games, and also Mega Man games hard. Yeah, I can only beat Mega Man games on baby mode, because I'm a baby. Yeah. I'm a 36-year-old baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, we cannot underestimate how big of a difference the Mega Man comics under Archie Comics made to us, because... Oh, yeah. yeah. that That's definitely more your... Like, I, I know a lot about the comics just from absorbing it from you guys reading it secondhand. You never I read really... it? I have only gone so- the circle. I was in the circle and I know what happens. I have actually never read more than like I think eight issues because like I knew it was coming and I knew it was sad. I wasn't a- I wasn't brave enough to face it ever. Listeners, if you're still listening, let it be known one day I'm going to get this girl to read a comic book all the way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's probably going to be for Hot Demon Boys. Yeah, but I mean, look, let's not confuse them further. You're right, because we don't want to talk about Shade Man this early. <laughs> but yeah, um, so, yeah. And then we all collectively decide to watch Mega Man and T-Warrior. Well, and yeah, yeah, and I, like, so... yeah, Dav and I watched it through first, and then we were like, yeah. no, we gotta subject metal to this. Yeah, like, you guys, like, did your own, like, crazy viewings of it in much more archaic fashions. We're warlocks, Harry. Yeah. Um, they told me stories about, like, watching them on YouTube at 1.5- Actually, no, uh, you, go, you go ahead. Allow yeah. me. Uh, the, yeah. the proper term for this is, a uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, 340p- Mm-hmm. Letterbox, 
1.5 speed dub uh-huh. with a and... vignette, right? Yes. Oh, yes. There is a vignette. There is yeah. a vignette, and there is a counterpoint, and of course, it has been flipped. Mm-hmm. And that is the only proper way to watch access. <laughs> yeah. So that was how they watched the second season, and then when they got deeper into the anime together, um. When you guys watched it, was the third season stream, was that, like, at all subtitled? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stream was fully subtitled. And that's also oh, when we dragged you in. We rewatched the first two, and then we dragged you into stream. Okay. I feel like I... Did I watch only stream? I can't remember anymore if I started with stream. What I do know, as, like, an early experience... Was you guys convincing me to watch the movie in particular, which takes place? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that which takes place during stream. But I'm pretty sure the end of stream had not been uh, subbed by this point. No, no, um, stream was fully subbed. Could have sworn that you had to live translate like the very last episodes. Maybe the very last. I mostly remember fully translating Beast, and that yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, so here's the thing, listeners, about this anime. So, like I said, um, not all of it was dubbed, and I don't think, I don't know how much of it was ev- was actually officially subtitled, either. There are, there, it has only been uh, subtitled in, like, perhaps, like, the second half of stream, and then, um you know, the 1.5 ending seasons, those have all, I don't know how much of them have been done yet. They weren't all done when Scob and I watched it through all together. Um, They may all be sub now. We'll find that out. But, uh, so yeah, there is a good chunk of the anime that was just in its raw state. And when Scob and Dav first watched it together, they watched the raws. I think, didn't you have to like torrent or download them or something? Yeah, yeah, so they don't really get them uh, torrented. By the time you came along, they were all up on a site that we won't name for legal reasons. Yeah, they were all uploaded online, but they still weren't all subtitled, and Scob, like, just would live translate the episodes as we watched them like a fucking champion. Boy, can I type fast! Yeah, he he, he really did a great job with those. It's, it's really incredible. To be fair, a lot of the episodes, you don't have to translate everything. Yeah, this is true. But, um, like, you, you definitely man. had some monologues to deal with. Dr. Light's final monologue is well, my bane. It is... <laughs> there will be a time for that. We don't have to worry about Dr. Hikari quite yet, at least. Oh, God, I want to talk about Dr. Hikari so bad. Yeah. We, we'll have, like... There will definitely be a time to discuss both of the doctors. No, if we get to episode one, I get to talk about Dr. Wiley because he appears. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, we'll talk about Dr. Wiley because he does show up in episode one. Um, uh, maybe he can tell us about the meteors from Dr. Wiley. Yeah, maybe he can. <laughs> People who are not deep into Mega Man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. If you're not deep this into podcast, Mega Man, though, that was your choice. Yeah, you, yeah, if you're not deep into Mega Man and you don't want to do it yourself, you can listen to us be deep into it. Look, I'm pretty sure that if you went up to the Gamer Bro and talked about Dr. Wowie and the Meteors, that they, they would they would laugh. They would understand. That, that's true. I think that's like that's probably fairly mainstream at this point because of um, you know, the the various uploaded clips of the that fucking thing. They might not laugh if you go, My soul has awakened. But what? That will that will be fun to discuss when we get to that, but that's also But for... audience, you will understand that deep cut. You will! You're gonna understand that, plus a lot of other um deep cut lines specifically from this anime. This anime that we have grown to love very much, and we talk about a lot because as we said towards the beginning, it is a very high quality anime for like what it is for an early 2000s like you know pokemon cash cow kind of thing like you have your monster rancher and that's low budget and then you have this and this is like digimon budget 
yeah this is like solid budget all throughout um all throughout 200 plus episodes again which is which like just the sheer length of it that it got that got to be that long always surprises me and yeah it's like good characters solid you know solid writing like it definitely it could have been so much more lame and i think it's lame oh it could have been so bad and i think it doesn't get quite as much love as it deserves which is why we are here to tell yeah, you about it and hope there's people who will be like oh yeah sailor moon notes it's not lame at all it's really cool and they're right sailor yeah. moon is really cool but yeah. i don't hear anybody talking about Mega Man anti-warrior like that and they should yeah it's definitely legitimate it, it, emotional it, moments about this anime yeah oh yeah like it's definitely like a kind of a deeper cut even among Mega Man fans so that is why we're here to hopefully introduce a whole new batch of Mega Man fans and maybe people not even into Mega Man at all because you really do not need to be familiar with the Battle Network games or any Mega Man to get into this because, you know, it's an anime. They make it that way. Heads up, if you, like, vaguely remember this anime from your youth, give us a listen. Yeah! Um, I definitely know a lot of people who did, like, at least, like, catch an episode of this or two because it was on, I think it was, like, Jetix. I didn't listen to it. I didn't catch it when I was, like, actually a kid because I didn't really watch that (laughs) channel. No, but I know not. plenty of I, I know plenty of people who uh, did did have vague memories of it. Yeah, like I said, I'd be there's a difference between oh yeah, I watched that as a kid, and I have very deep opinions about Vidi Narsi, and we're going <laughs> to take you from one level to the other. Yeah, we are here to take you to that level, or just you know you can watch us reach that level all on our own, or listen, I guess. So. Let's get started with episode one. Once again, I watched the dub of it. Scott watched the sub. Yep. And uh, I guess, you know, one thing, so I guess one thing I can start with right off the bat is I remember when I was planning to watch this episode, I remember I had said to myself, um, I'm going to watch the dub opening for one episode. And I thought to myself, Oh, haha, when I watch this one episode, it'll just, it, the opening isn't gonna be like the usual, like, song and dance. It's gonna be like this whole thing. It's just gonna open us straight to the episode and start e- giving us exposition and stuff like this. And it does that. Um, they, they give a plot summary right off the bat for episode one. And I thought to myself, haha. I'll say I watched the intro for this episode, and that's my one episode, and then I'll get out of actually watching the, in- the listening to the introduction. But no, I had to listen to it anyway, because after the exposition, it starts, and good God, do I hate the dub opening for the show so much. Okay, before we get into that, hold up, there, there was there's an opening? Um, the dub has, it, like, a little exposition thing? Yes, the dub has a little exposition. I'm guessing that the that the original does not? No, you are thrown head in with a cool kick-ass opening song. Oh, well, here we go. Here's our first difference between dub and sub. Yeah, um, it opens with a whole, like, exposition summary from Lan, and then it, we get the dub opening music. Um, as Scob said, sub gets a, a song, like, you know, a standard anime opening song, right? Yeah, so he, they get a, a nice shonen opening song, and the dub gets a horrible, like, instrumental, like, bunch of noise it's like some weird like electronic thing with like all kinds of like stupid digital sound effects with just like but Uh, also opera yeah there's like yeah there's backup vocals yeah (laughs) but it's like under all this like engage and like stupid just these like stupid little voiceovers and like this mess of noise and i hate it but i told myself i would listen to it for the one episode 
just so you know for the sake of posterity and i still hate it as much as i did before and i'm always going to skip past it from here on okay yeah but now imagine that at 340p 1.5x shadow box vignette uh, oh yeah uh... <laughs> it's an experience I'm, yeah, it is. Uh, they, Jab and Scob have forced me to ex- to experience that, and yes, it is certainly an experience. You ever taken ayahuasca? Neither have I, but I've watched that. <laughs> just, just watch that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the dub opening sucks. The sub opening. I guess it's not really a cool song. It's kind of a cheesy song because it's all about, hey, Rockman, you and me, we're going to solve the mysteries of the net. But what I want expect, though. It's catchy, though. It's yeah. it's super catchy. It will get stuck in your head. And I want to bring forth the second verse, uh-huh. which does not appear in the anime opening itself. So you have to right. actually listen to the whole song. Oh, but I okay. like the second verse because... It talks about there's a password hidden somewhere in the net, but you'll never guess the password if you're just trying to search it with random words. And I'm like, oh, great, net safety tips. That's great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I never knew okay. that. We love it. Yeah. The opening is absolutely trying to assure you that this is going to be a mystery anime. They talk about mysteries, like, so much. Huh. I mean, not completely there's certainly kind of mystery going on i guess uh i don't know it's it's nice though yeah um so i guess then after you get your opening it it goes it goes into the initial battle between our uh our one protagonist lan hikari versus dex as he's called in the dub dex yeah, no, 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 no. What what's he in the original? Decal. That's right. Yeah. Which, so, by the way, it means big boy. Big boy, and he is. He, yeah, he's a big boy. Um, in the dub, he is voiced by Eddie from Ed and Eddie. That's one thing. That's another thing to say about the show. It's definitely got a lot of prominent voice actors for its time doing solid work. Yeah, they they really give it their all. They do not treat this as a cash grabbing, or if they did, they were at least very professional about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it starts out with uh Lan and Dex slash Decal. Oh wait, oh Lan Neto in Neto. the original. But yeah. I'm going to continue to call him Lan forever. Yeah. Well, well, the names Lan. It it it, it it's good. Yeah, I'm certainly gonna stick to the Western names um, when talking going about forward, it. Going forward, I think we'll mostly be sticking to Western names because that's going to be familiar to people who play the games. Like, perhaps, like, when we get into the sub-only seasons, we might switch just out of, like, you know, we'll have gotten used to those names. Mm, probably, probably. But I think we'll probably, like, continue on. Like, if Mr. Match appears in later seasons, he's still going to be Mr. Match. Oh, man. Oh, man. We- <laughs> Mr. Match. We're going to get to him very shortly. We um, are. Yeah, so, and, and you know, this first episode very much plays out like a, like, you know, like you'd expect for, like, a Pokemon-esque uh, anime. Uh, it starts out with Lan getting his butt kicked by uh, Dex's NetNavi, which is Gutsman.exe, who is in the dub, voiced by Scott McNeil, and he's a very good boy. He is. He's a good boy. He has a crush on Roll that gets yes. established later on, and uh, he, no, he it just kind of gets established good. like that. I meant yeah, later, or on, the later on the episode. Yeah, but he's a good boy. He wants to do the right thing. Let's go, Guts. Yeah, dis- yeah, despite being uh the net navvy of the school sort bully of, basically. Yeah, like who were introduced as more of a school bro- bully type character. Um Guts is a good boy and he has a crush on roll.exe which who is very cute. Her design in this uh in Battle Network and this is very cute and she is the net navvy of Melu as they say in the dub. And they should because it would be a little bit awkward if they called her male. Yeah. <laughs> My so, yeah, classmate it's... male. Yeah, which male? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so we have those three school kids off the bat. Um, Dex's Gutsman uh, kicks the butt of Land's generic P.E.T. And then he whines the about it. is the thing that they use. It's the net navy that's generic. Right, right, right. Yeah, his, his net navy. Yeah, it's just like this blank slate kind of looking program man. And then uh, Lan is so distraught about this, he's just like, I've got a stupid generic Nitnavi, and everybody else has these custom Nitnavis they are so cool. Oh my god, somebody's hit with a fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> the fish guy! I forgot about Mesa, the fish guy, <laughs> in this <laughs> He's here just so that he can be exposited at. That is his entire point. Yeah, he's the... He's the older guy who doesn't know the internet he's got a bike and he's got a cooler full of fish which are quote a source of calcium oh yeah you you know he i don't think he even he doesn't even go into the calcium yet oh he does he He does in the japanese he's like oh yeah yeah he goes into (laughs) fish being a source of calcium that's his big thing um yeah he's just like one of the many many weird side characters in this series lan exposits to him he goes home he uh complains to his poor mother and we yeah and we learn that his father is a prolific scientist dr yuichiro 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 Um, yes um He's a renowned explorer and scientist. That's right. Yeah, he's an explorer because he's, I think, like, he's often, they say he's often, like, Borneo or something. He's far from home. He is not an attentive husband or father. No, he's not. But But in this. To be fair, he didn't have any good father figure to model off of. Yes. Oh, well, then. Yes, this is true. Another thing we will get to when Dr. <laughs> Dr. Hikari comes up. But yes, yeah, so now we know that he is sort of an absentee father and husband, and he tries to make up for it th- in episode one by giving Lan a new custom net navy, which obviously is Mega Man. Mega Man. And when we are introduced to Mega Man, uh, might as well say uh, that. One major, I mean, it's kind of like an, I guess it's an, a spoiler. So yeah, so one of the m- major differences between the EXE anime series and the Battle Network game series is that, spoiler alert, in the Battle Network games, Mega Man is the digitized soul of Lan's twin brother who died shortly after being born. That Yuichiro turned into a program and gave to his son to use on his personal computer. Welcome to Battle Network, everyone! Yeah! But, so, the major difference with the anime is that they completely do away with this thing. It They leave it simply as Mega Man is this super strong special program that was made by Lan's father and given to him. And it just like, leaves at that. And frankly, I think this is an improvement because that whole subplot is, you know, it's fucked up. And yet, as I'm watching, I'm still like, oh, look, it's your brother. I still yeah. think of them as brothers. I'm, I can't get over it. No, no, it's fair. It's fair. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that they don't have to get into that in the anime. It's nice that it's just like, you know, a boy and his computer companion instead of worse though so it it wouldn't have been out of character it no it's it's very much like yuichiro the do but you know at least in in the anime he's a little less fucked up and you know we meet mega uh, man oh go ahead there are a few differences here between the dub and the original and i do know that in the dub they took away most of the text that appears on screen while Mega Man is being installed. It's just a little I, thing. I didn't know that. That's interesting and odd. Probably because it was the romanized versions of Japanese versions of English words. 
I guess, but like but I don't it's know. Not like, that weird. It's not like anybody's really paying attention unless you're doing Yeah, you like exactly I was gonna say, like who would be like reading it that closely anyway? You would almost kind of like expect like something that looks like gibberish to be in that text. You really would. Uh, another big difference between sub and dub is uh Mega Man's voice. In the dub, he is voiced by I I don't know the actor's name, but I do know <laughs> they Thanks to our friend. I know he is the voice of Vert from the Acceleracers movie. So there's a deep cut right there. Uh, for those who don't know, basically he kind of sounds like a surfer dude. He does. But in the sub, course, the original, they are both voiced by female actresses and they are both adorable cinnamon rolls. Yeah, yeah, you know, they are, they sound like young boys. Uh, Mega Man especially, he is very, he, he is very cute in the original. He uses Boku, and he's adorable. Yeah. But, you know, in American Does, we can't let our boys sound like girls, so here we are. Even though they're prepubescent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I guess, like, with Mega Man, you can argue whatever, because it's like, you know, he's a program. Not necessarily have to be a boy. Yeah. We're introduced to Mega Man, and then we very quickly... Yeah, we very quickly get into the first disaster, which is. Are you really the same... going to overlook the fact that Mega Man awakens Lan the next morning? Oh yeah, that's right. That's a, cute. A, 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 this is cute because a big thing in Battle Network is that um, Mega Man is constantly having to wake Lan up for school, Mega and Man so they have that in the anime too. Doesn't have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he wakes him up, and we very quickly get into the first, like, disaster presented in Battle Network 1, which is ovens are setting on fire because of a computer virus, and we have to, we have to what they call jack in, which is basically just like, you know, because this is early 2000s, we don't have Wi-Fi yet, I guess, everything is connected via Ethernet cords. And we have to plug or jack them in. We have to plug our personal computer into the oven in order to figure out what's wrong with it. And this is how we first start learning the stupid way that the world works, according to Bal Network. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's really so, it's so beautiful. Nothing yeah. is digital. They still have to use chips, so you don't just download stuff from the internet, even though everything takes place on the internet. You have to buy these chips that have the special little Navi attacks on them, insert them, and then they download from the chip onto your PET. And then your PET has to plug in via a LAN cable into your appliance, and then you can control things via the PET. Yes. It's very stupid and great. And we love it. Yeah. So, I know this uh, is getting ahead of ourselves, but 30 years well, later in the timeline, oh. they do invent Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> but by this time, they've already crossed dimensions and had interplanetary travel before they get Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, well, I mean, to be fair, that was kind of how it worked. In, you could say that it worked that way here. They we made it to the moon long before Wi-Fi became like a widespread thing in public's knowledge. Yes, but did we did we cross fuse with our internet avatars before no, Wi-Fi? No, and it's a damn shame. I would certainly love to exist in this world with a uh, personal customized little uh friends on our smartphones. That would last. be great. Would so yeah, so we jack into this oven that is caught on fire in Lan's home, and we are introduced to this episode's bad guy of the week, Fireman, or as he's known in the dub, Torchman, because the dub was released pretty shortly after 9-11, so there are several names changed, censored, what have you. To be, yeah, I guess. We, we cannot have a bad guy named Fireman. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, so now he's named, so in this he's named Torchman. But um, he's really Fireman, and we all know he's Fireman. Yeah, 
And, um, you know, after a brief showing of him, we are also introduced to two of the baddies in the, you know, through the course of this season, one of which being the big bad, who is obviously Dr. Wily. So I love Dr. Wily. Uh-huh. I love him a lot. You love every iteration of him, in fact. Yes, it's true. I do. Mm-hmm. I love every iteration of Dr. Wily, except the iterations where Dr. Light or Hikari is actually being the Dr. Wily. <laughs> but in the but this- I still he... love the Dr. Wily! Yeah, in this, he, you know- I'm going to take a little bit of offense here, because, I mean, I know he's the villain. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the villain. He's supposed to be the villain, but even by the end of season one, he's not really the villain. Yeah. We'll get into like we'll the villain organization of season one um as they're more introduced. But yeah, like even by the end of this season, Wiley is very much like kind of has like villain degra- degradation, you could say. He degradates so far by the end yeah. of the series. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, as of yeah. now, we As of now, he's introduced watching a screen with his lackey on it. And yeah. he's in a dark room, completely mm-hmm. black. He's wearing a black trench coat and carrying yeah. a skull cane. And he yeah. has a monocle and a mostly bald head. And yeah, yeah Wiley, that's a bad guy. Battle Network Wiley definitely has a fun look to him. <laughs> and he's very much introduced as, like, you know, typical shady bad guy. But uh, the lackey that is also introduced to us, Torchman's uh, net op, as they call the one con- like, you know, in charge of him. Mr. Match. Mr. Match. We love him. What? I I forget. Did you you say he's called something different in the sub? Yeah, of course. They all have different names in the sub. It doesn't matter, though. Yeah. We're not going to call him Hinoken. We're not. Yeah. We're we're going to call him Mr. Match. Yeah, in the English games slash anime, he's called Mr. Match, and frankly, Mr. Match is superior to original version of him in every way because in the dub the man who voiced him gave him a very thick Scottish accent and he's just a delight <laughs> also for no reason there's no reason that he there's no Scottish reason accent. there's no reason for him to have this Scottish accent but like damn if it doesn't fit like once you see it really it just goes together perfectly it's like i can't imagine this man without a scottish accent now yeah like yeah exactly like once you see you see him and you hear him say that like speak in this like funnily thick scottish accent it's like no yeah he looks like a man who would have a scottish accent and he's just a really fun character and he gets character development that's the thing that's the thing about this series almost everyone gets character development Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the big things about this anime is the attention it gives to even a lot of the side characters. So, yeah, so we find out that he's the one in charge of, like, these widespread fires happening all over the oven. Because he's an oven technician. So the people invite him into their homes to check out their oven because they've been oh, hearing about these yes, oven fires. Yes, that's right. I, for, I didn't like, I didn't put that together. Because like before Lan's oven catches on fire, his mom talks about the technician checking on and being like, oh, it's all good. But no, like it's a, it's, this is how Mr. Match gets in uh, to the oven system and hacks it with his virus, I, I guess. Yes, because remember, he can't do it via the wireless internet. He has to be there to plug in and physically transmit the Mets viruses into the oven. Yeah, so when Lan's oven is on fire, he jacks into it, has Mega Man chase off the viruses and calm it down. But then we find out that Melu's oven caught on fire and she was the only one home and now she is in her in a burning house. Dex and Lan go together to rescue her, and they help get her out of the building first. But then, in order to actually stop the fire, Lan has to go back inside the burning building to- Blazing um, Inferno. Yes, he- Oh, right, okay. I, I forgot. Um, we should not point, underestimate Mega- that these ovens are on fire. They are yeah, these- belching out flames. 
Yeah. And, you know, th this whole house is on fire. Like, when they pull Melu out, they are, like, you know, coughing from the, all the smoke. They, they have a moment where they're making sure that Melu is okay because she was stuck in there. Um, and Mega Man is in the network for the oven already by this point. But That's Fire because Man he and Deco were having, he and Dex were having a, uh, Lan and Dex were having a battle previously, so they'd already uploaded the navvies. Yes, and then Melu, or not Melu, her net navvy role shows up to tell them Melu's in trouble. And that's how they are able to go into her network. But then Torchman shows up, but M Mega Man has no way to fight him because Lan is not, like, physically connected via, you know, the, the Ethernet cord for his PET to send any battle chips to Mega Man so he can actually fight Torchman off. So he has to run into the, the burning house to physically plug his PET into the oven that is belching out flames so he has the ability to fight Torchman off. This is the only efficient way to do it. It's the only way! Also, I'd like everyone to remember the fact that since these navvies are mostly controlled by operators, and that since their operator needs to be plugged in for the navvy to exit the internet, that means that Mr. Match is just crouching somewhere connected to this burning building. Yeah, it, that, like, that does have to be the case, even though, like, nothing suggests that. And oh, if Torchman well. wants to log out, he can't log out unless there's a PET attached to the oven. Yeah. Uh, this is using future knowledge from future episodes, but that's the logic of the show. Yeah, so you're right. That is what's happening here. He's just, like, hidden somewhere else where he can be physically connected to the network, to the internet to network the home. of this oven, or the home, or, yeah. This is why we need to stop Elon Musk at all yeah. costs. Connecting yeah, before... your oven to the internet is not a good idea. Your smart fridge is horrible. It will freeze your home. It will be taken over by viruses yeah, that Network don't need to plug in. Giving us a glimpse of the world if everything is connected to the internet of what shenanigans can ensue. They made a whole 200 episode series about this and no one is paying attention. Yeah, this is, you know, this is why, this this is the other reason why we're making this podcast, is so we can warn all of you. This is a very important warning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Lan goes in, gives Mega Man his chips, uh, Mega Man fights Torchman off, cuts off his arm, actually. Yep. Um, and Mr. Match orders him to log out, and then the oven stops belching flames. The day is saved. And Melu goes one. into an ambulance and she's not hurt and everybody's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. We end on Mega Man giving Lan some sass about doing his own damn homework because Lan yeah. is an idiot. Uh, one interesting thing to point out here is that earlier on, we sort of skipped past it, but there was a little bit about how Lan was very disappointed by Mega Man just being a small, tiny blue twerp. Not as right, strong I'm... as I thought you'd be, but, you know, through working together, they find out that they can trust one another and rely on each other's strengths. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, as these sorts of anime go, it is all about the bond of Lan and Mega Man together. Hey, but of course- Will you lend me your power from now on? Of course. <sighs> will you do your homework, my homework for me? No. No. <laughs> Do it yourself. Do it yourself. He straight up says, you won't become a scientist or explorer if you don't do it yourself. Gotta do it yourself, my boy. He does have to do it himself. And yeah, so that is episode one of megaman.exe slash bound network, whatever you might want to call it. Further as... errata. The, uh, what? Further errata. E-R-R-A-T-A oh. is that they edited all the swords in the entire series. In the dub, they edited them into lightsabers. 
oh, they aren't just like that? No, in the original Japanese, they're actual metal swords. Okay, I think that's, like, that's censorship for the better, because, like, that kind of just fits more. Like, I think, isn't the, the chip supposed to be called, like, Cyber Sword? I mean, cyber doesn't imply that it has to be made of light. Yeah, but it certainly sounds, like, more futuristic and, like, you know, you think, like, digital sword, you think lightsaber instead of just, like, what looks like a metal sword attached to them. Yeah, you do. Just wanted to point that out. But no, that's fair. That's very fair. They um, also, also edit out every time that Mega Man points his Mega Buster towards the screen because that's considered too violent. Oh my god, there's like all this little stuff that I, I didn't realize was censored in the dub. Weird, so weird censoring. I mean, like, yeah. They also but edit like... out most. They edit out most stuff that's like just computer stuff because in the Japanese version. There is a long, real-time computer use section. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like, he logs on his computer in real-time, he uploads this data in real-time, you get to see the PET startup screen, yep. I guess that's probably just a matter of, like, cutting out extra. Yeah, they needed more ad time, so they cut out all the dross. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and that is episode one, the sub and dub the differences between them and there's also episode one of this podcast scott do you have any parting words for our audience no i'm just thinking about mr match that's fair we um, all will be we, you all yeah if nothing else we, we want you to appreciate mr match by the end of the coverage of this season see y'all at loch loman <laughs> Um, so yes, thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this first episode. We plan to release them weekly, and from now on we will be sticking to solely discussion on the episodes and any relevant discussion surrounding them. So keep on the lookout for next episode, and we hope to see you again for episode two. Yeah, okay. I guess we're going to have uh, podcastman.exe log out. Yeah! Oh, there you go! <laughs>